1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got Nicole Monteria, and she is a psychologist and boundaries coach. So very warm welcome to you, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And I am too, because um, Nicole is an expert and specializes in particular in the area of boundaries. And we thought it'd be great to do a podcast episode today around how. Having healthy boundaries that are not necessarily too strict or not necessarily too lax, so that we can help women be more in their feminine energy and understand how that can actually enhance and improve and create balance in relationships and also that passion and intimacy as well. So, Nicole, over to you. Um, What actually, for the benefit of the audience, got you involved in this particular area of um, relationships? Well, it started off
2: through my work with clients in therapy. So as you mentioned, I'm a psychologist and I've worked, I've done therapy with people for more than two decades. And there were certain trends that I started noticing, especially with my female clients or clients who came in with, um, for couples therapy. And so it just really started me thinking like, what at the core is going on? And I found that a lot of people had difficulty having healthy boundaries. Um, as you mentioned, I like to talk about balance boundaries, and we could talk a little bit about that. But I also found that a lot of women were struggling with burnout, but also feeling like they weren't connected to their feminine energy or their sense of femininity and feeling comfortable in that as a woman. So it really made me kind of think how they're all connected and to, you know put together.
1: That's so interesting because a, a lot of my clients, um, if they haven't really worked or have heard of me before, sometimes haven't even known about feminine energy because we're not educated or parented around this stuff, are we? We are not at all. And it's a tragedy. And
2: you, I talk to so many women who, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I literally am in conversations with women like all the time and they're like, I never knew this. And I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, in a lot of traditional cultures, this is implicit knowledge that's just passed down through the way people do things and the way people interact. But in a lot of the, you know, Western, more modern societies, because there's been so much like rapid change and change in gender roles, a lot of that knowledge, you know, while there's been a lot of progress, a lot of the important knowledge about who we are and our power as women and our feminine energy has been
1: just lost. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I think there's been a lot of uh, misunderstanding and misinformation as well delivered on, on, along the way. So for you, Nicole, what is it that you actually um, can share with our audience around how to balance our boundaries to create that bliss within relationships?
2: Well, first I would say, get out of your mind the idea that boundaries are as simple as saying no. I know that's kind of what's going around. You know, there's a lot of um, attention and talk about boundaries these days. And people are like, I'm setting boundaries. It's a no. No is a complete sentence. And while those things might be true, right, there's truth to them, they, they, that's not the whole picture. And boundaries is really this system of yeses and nos. Because it's a dynamic thing. What might be a healthy boundary in one relationship might not be one, the same healthy boundary in a different relationship, or it might change over time. So it's really about understanding your system of yeses and nos and what you're comfortable with and how you're going to communicate that. And so that's where I, I coach a lot of women around like best ways to communicate, best ways to be able to um stand up for themselves, but to not do it in a way, a lot of us do it in a way that's from a very sort of um, survival mode. Like I've got to protect myself and I've got to tell people no. And we want to get people to a place where they're more balanced within. So the yes or the no isn't so pressured, right? We don't want to be at a point where we're backed up against the wall and saying, no, we want to understand what needs to take place in that relationship before we even get to that point where we feel so cornered so yeah. it's really like a holistic way
1: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely I 100% agree because I think there's a difference between coming across aggressive you know more in masculine energy let's say uh from a point of saying how we say no <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> you know saying it from uh you know our intuitive art center you know and and from that that loving place of our our most empowered feminine energy
2: mm-hmm Yes, and to let that be okay. There's so many people thinking that being direct and aggressive is the only way to communicate, not understanding the power in what you said, that more intuitive, that more, you can be sometimes a little more nuanced in how you say things. And sometimes that will have more power than that hard and fast, like masculine way.
1: Yeah. So can you give us some examples then of um, what you talk about in terms of boundaries? Because some people don't even know what boundaries are, <laughs> <laughs> do they? And uh, nah. you know, so it's, I think it's important to give some examples to explain, you know, um, to the listener that might not be sure of, of what they need to think about in relation to boundaries.
2: Yeah, so what's one thing to think about is what are you comfortable with? So it could be in a friendship, it could be in a family relationship, an intimate relationship. And so if you find yourself constantly agreeing to things that you don't want to, and then later on feeling angry, resentful, sort of like just stressed out, stretched thin, that's probably a sign you need to work on your boundaries. And you need to think about how you can both say what you want and what's important for you and know that the relationship can still be preserved. Because a lot of us think that unless we're constantly pleasing someone else or not disappointing them, then the relationship is going to fall apart. So an example would be if a friend asks you to go out and you really just don't feel like it, that you could just say, you know, this isn't a good time for me. Or someone says, you know, I really need you to do this for me, you've always done it for me, right? Someone calls you in the middle of the night to pick them up from the airport. And it's okay to say like, this is not a good time for me. And to know that the relationship will survive. Because I think for a lot of us, the fear is that the person will reject us or won't want us anymore if if we kind of state what we want. And then on the other hand though, There's people who are so rigid, right? That's in that masculine where they don't have any flexibility. It's like, I said no, and that's it. They don't have any wiggle room. (laughs) And that kind of keeps you in a different space of like putting up walls where you can't really connect to people.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes on the back of past hurts, heartbreaks and trauma, that that is quite commonplace because we, we we do it, don't we, to keep people at arm's length and not wanting then to open our heart in case we get hurt in the future. But the thing is that we if we do want love, and I think we all want true love and we all want true healthy love and passion, we've got to risk opening our hearts and and, and like you say, allowing that bit of flexibility within what boundaries we set <laughs> as well within that.
2: I love the word risk. I always tell people. There's nothing that you, you can't get that thing, that love, that passion, that thing that's so for fulfilling without a bit of risk, without putting something on the line, without allowing yourself to be a little on the not safe side that you're typically used to. So that word like healthy risks um, is so important because people think, well, I'm not going to be vulnerable until I know for sure. And that absolutely is not the definition of vulnerability.
1: No, and it, it's certainly not opening your heart either. You know, all, all you'll have, I think, if you're going to be guarded all the time and, um, you know, wait to see and, and have people jump through hoops is that, that you're, you're, you're setting yourself <laughs> up for failure, really, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I just chuckled at that because I literally know people who say I set up hoops for that for him to jump through before I can be sure. <laughs>
1: Give us an example of of some of the things you've heard so that the audience can relate around that. So it's like,
2: um, unless, you know, he shows he's going to pay for this and that, and that he's always going to set up the date and call me first and, um, you know, show me that he's absolutely into me, I'm not going to let my guard down at all. And it's like, you've got to think, that um, even though a masculine man is expected to kind of be decisive or whatever, he still has feelings and fears of rejection too. So if you're asking for someone to put everything on the line in terms of whether it's financially or putting themselves out there to, to, to show how they feel about you and you're not going to do anything until they do like this list of 10 things, then you're really not, being honest about how human you know how we it's a give and take right so people are literally saying that they're expecting a person to pay for everything reach out first follow up first like literally do everything to show their interest before they're gonna reciprocate and
1: that 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 is hard because energetically a man's going to feel the weight of that expectation isn't he and that's not going to be attractive
2: no it's not and it's not showing the level of empathy and nurturance that is part of our our feminine energy that also pulls that out pulls yeah. that out of the masculinity the,
1: the thing is uh, I think a lot of women you know especially if they're quite hot they are quite headstrong and used to being in what I refer to as masculine energy and what i mean my masculine energy is, is uh, being the one that wants to be in control all the time and uh, wants to put him through hoops and, um, you know, wants to get, keep him at arm's length until he's proved himself. Um, some, some of those things aren't energetically being picked up by the, the man as, as being attractive traits. And then they wonder why they're not attracting They're really strong, healthy, masculine males that they really want. Exactly, exactly,
2: (laughs) exactly. I hear so many people saying, well, I'll be soft when I find a man that's worthy of it. And I'm like, no, then you're never going to attract it because that softness, that feminine energy that has to come, that has to be organic to you. And, And that's what attracts the masculine energy you're looking for you know, but it can't just be dependent. Now, I'm not saying go out and just be completely vulnerable and have no, again, that's where boundaries come in, right? And just have no discernment. You just choose anyone and, you know, you're completely vulnerable. But you got to know that what is attractive is that, that feminine energy, that softness, that ability to go with the flow and not always want to control
1: things. Absolutely. So when, where do people start in terms of, um, you know, uh, looking at whether they've got too strong boundaries or too weak boundaries or no boundaries at all? You know, where do you sort of help them start to see where they're at? So I actually
2: have people do a quiz. <laughs> I think it's like a fun way to kind of gauge and get people thinking. Um, so I have, uh, you know, quizzes. I have a masculine feminine energy quiz, a boundaries quiz. And a relationship readiness quiz that gets people to kind of it presents different examples and like, what would you do? And so it gets people thinking, like, hmm, that thing that I might have thought was good for me because I have been disappointed or heartbreaking or traumatized before, maybe that thing isn't quite working for me now that I'm in a more healed or trying to be in a more healed space. So I get people to do quizzes. um, And then I just, I, I literally talk to them. Like once a woman comes and decides to work with me directly in one of my programs, we we do a full like life assessment to see where she is and what she wants for herself.
1: Well, would you be able to recall what was on the, the quiz to do with boundaries? Give an example of somebody who's mm-hmm. probably got no boundaries against somebody who's got too strict boundaries. So someone
2: with no boundaries, it's it's about... First of all, are you constantly feeling angry and resentful? Are you feeling like you're complaining of feeling drained and burnt out, stretched thin, those words, overwhelmed um, constantly? Do you feel like you never have what you need for yourself, time or resources, money to do what you need? And those are three key areas that are like clues that you're putting too much out and you don't have the boundaries to keep what you need for yourself. So it's almost like it's the result of how you feel that is the real clue. Um, And then, of course, things like, are you constantly saying yes? Are you constantly um, overriding how you feel inside to please somebody else? Are you constantly, um, you know, rolling your eyes after you give an answer because you wish you had never (laughs) agreed to that in the first place? Now with the str- the two, you asked on the other end, the, I call it putting up barriers versus boundaries. It's if you feel like, um, you're lacking the kind of connection that you really want with people. So you have people in your life, people respect you. People don't cross you, Right but you're wondering why you don't see the same sort of warmness or connection that you might see some other friends or other people in your life have with each other. That's a sign that you, that people literally know not to cross you, but then you're missing out on what you could get by having them closer. Right. Does that make sense? So some signs of that are, um, you're never saying yes. You don't have anyone that would, you would want to share the things that you have with because you you're distrustful right um you're feeling like you um you can't have the kind of spontaneous conversations or call on people um the way that you might need to sometimes
1: yeah i okay i've had people that have been definitely on both sides of that fence so Mm -hmm. What, what then is the solution regarding the middle ground then to create that balance of boundaries?
2: So it really is about developing trust in yourself and allowing, I tell every woman, you will never sort of become who you really want to be as a woman without some discomfort. So on the side of too loose boundaries, you have got to start getting comfortable with disappointing people, people being mad at you or whatever it is that they're gonna express once you start setting you know, healthier boundaries. You're just gonna have to go through that. It's literally like it's part of the process. So it's trusting yourself and being okay with feeling a bit uncomfortable. Um, and on the other side too, it's gonna, if you're too rigid you're going to have to start getting in that space of vulnerability. That's going to feel uncomfortable. It's like reaching out and telling somebody you have a need that comes with the risk of rejection, right? Because what Mm -hmm. if the person says, who cares? I don't care. Right. But that's the risk you have to take in order to, to, you know, to connect and move to a healthier place. So both of them require getting out of your comfort zone quite literally.
1: Yeah. And, um, I think that's that's the thing that a lot of people are reluctant to do, isn't it? Because even if it's not healthy for us, I think we tend to want to stick with what's familiar (laughs) and comfortable. Yes,
2: Yes, that is the human tendency. So we're kind of asking you to, to do something that probably isn't normal by going out of your comfort zone, but is so rewarding at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, I can really vouch for that. You know, I'm a woman that's been through a 23-year marriage, which was happy, you know, ish. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't any um, aggression in that marriage. It was just um, I felt a bit um, uh, unfulfilled would be the the right word. You know, I just felt like there was something missing in terms of there wasn't a a great lot of passion. I mean, we did have intimacy, but there wasn't a great lot of passion. And I didn't realise you know that I was responsible for that because of my previous history and in, in that um, you know I was got I'd got those barriers up and mm. um, then wondered why you know I wasn't experiencing the um intimacy that and the uh, passion that I was really craving uh, and then uh, I, I've been through a relationship where the, the opposite has been true you know where I've, I've been too much the other way and people pleasing and um Um, not not no boundaries almost to my detriment to to um Mm. experience behavior that wasn't actually acceptable but thinking oh well I'll be the bigger person
2: Mm. and
1: Mm -hmm. be forgiving in this situation when actually it warranted me saying something
2: wow I love hearing that story like because it's it's really taking ownership of the part you played in it and like I feel like that's what we all have to do especially as women because if we wait on somebody else to give us permission or say oh well this is what I want you know this is what's good for you it's never going to (laughs) happen we have to be the ones to do it ourselves so it's really like to hear your story is so powerful actually.
1: Oh thank you I appreciate that you know and and that come I mean I had a you know a long 10-year relationship with uh, my ex-partner we've still got an amicable relationship but i know within mm. that i went from one extreme to the other in terms of accepting behavior that wasn't acceptable you know and um as i said too far the other way um just because um i was <laughs> my responsibility in that was oh i'm going to be the bigger person i'm going to forgive we mm. when i actually you know what you're teaching him to um keep giving you the behavior that you actually don't find acceptable yeah yeah exactly within that and then you're wondering why it keeps happening and so that was a big lesson learned for me too Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and you said in your first in your marriage you would say that previous relationships made it hard for you to like open up is that
1: what you were saying Oh, uh, I think most of my audience know my own personal story. And that is uh, I've been through, I went through a couple of serious sexual assaults in my teens, which Mm -hmm. made me very closed off. So that that was my personal trauma and history that sort of led to me sort of being the way I was within that marriage. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Well, you know, in my
2: clinical, in my practice, like my therapy practice, I specialize in working with women who have a history of trauma. And so one of the outcomes is that it does affect your access to your feminine energy and your boundaries and so forth because of, you know, what happened. And so getting to that place of being healed allows you to get to the next level of thriving, whether it's in your relationships or how you see yourself. Um, So, yeah, I think that's just part of the whole
1: Process. absolutely so any other tips of, and pieces of advice you give to the listeners around creating balance around boundaries to create your bliss in relationships Nicole
2: I'm sorry could you repeat that
1: any other words of wisdom to share with the audience around how to create balance within boundaries to create bliss within your future relationships or current relationships?
2: Yes, I would say really take time out to to like work on yourself, whether that's journaling, whether that's taking time out to meditate or for mindfulness and like really just getting in touch with your own feelings. I love two things that I think are so practical that you could do are journaling and going out for walks walks where it's just you and nature or whatever it is around you and time to reflect. Reflection is one of the best ways to tap back into your feminine energy and that intuitive part of yourself and to empower that part of yourself. Um, So those are just things that you could literally start today. You could literally start doing today. Um, Other than that, I have a great program called the Boundaries to Bliss 30 day boot camp. And we literally work on getting your boundaries more balanced so you can have those blissful, fulfilling relationships. I also have a book called The Boundaries to Bliss Blueprint for women who are finally ready to win at love. And it gives some really practical tips on bridging that gap from healing to actually thriving in your life and in your relationships.
1: Excellent. I love that. So, what What is the best contact information that you can share with the audience should they want to work with you or find out more information about the uh, programs and book you've just shared?
2: So you can find me on Instagram. I'm pretty active there. I respond to messages um, and it's at Chad Wellness is my handle. C-H-A-D-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. And that is my Instagram handle.
1: Thank you so much, Nicole. It's been a real great pleasure to have you on today talking about how to balance our boundaries uh, to create the bliss in our current or future relationships. I've found it a fascinating conversation and I really appreciate your sharing your experience and wisdom on today's podcast episode. Thank you so
2: much for the opportunity. I really enjoyed this discussion.
1: So on that note, listeners, remember that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time,
0: goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts com. That's L Y N at hearts-entwined.com Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.